Hey, welcome to 2021. It's January and it is really the season of resolutions, right? But everyone knows that resolutions are totally made to be broken. How about we change that this year? Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners Season 2, Episode number 31. Today we're going to get excited about all the things we've done well and identify little things that we can do to make our lives easier this year. Because we don't have time for massive, time-consuming resolutions, let's win this year one tiny step at a time. Hi, I'm Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. Clearly, there are a lot of resolutions being thrown around right now, and, you know, already broken, if we're completely honest with ourselves. But before we get into all of that, I am so excited for this season two of the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. Last season, we talked a lot about progress monitoring and RTI, as well as a few rants and ramblings from me, you know, pretty regularly. This season, I really want to provide you with real value and things that you can implement quickly, if not immediately, in your classroom. There is nothing more irritating to me than listening to some professional development or video or whatever and not getting something that I can take immediately to my classroom. So I'm going to work really hard this season to make sure that you have something that you can walk away from this podcast and do right away. On that note, if there are topics that you specifically would like me to go over, questions you would like me to answer, please reach out to me on Instagram at Teaching Struggling Learners, or you can email me at teachingstrugglinglearners at gmail.com. I'd love to start a conversation and meet you where you are right now with all the teacher things and all the concerns and the worries and hopefully reduce that stress level. I mean, except for like possibly like the artsy bulletin board stuff, I really appreciate a good bulletin board, but when it comes to all the pretty things and artsy stuff, I have to ask my friends to help me with that. I, that's just not my thing. Okay, so on to our topic for today, goal setting, but with a plan. How many times have you set a goal for yourself And then a week later, you've forgotten the goal or given up on it entirely. For me, one word, exercise. I have lost track of how many times I've sworn up and down that I was going to exercise every day for a month or 90 days or, you know, a week. And only to have, you know, pretty much everything get in the way of those really good, really, really, truly good intentions. I've never been a fan of diets, or I am absolutely certain I would be saying the exact same thing about diets, but I've finally figured out through a lot of like introspection why I've broken my own plans so many times. So I'm really good at making a goal, but then 
making a doable plan to actually make the goal happen for myself is where I tend to really fall short. All the wonderful goals in the world are not going to happen if I don't put a realistic plan in place to actually get that goal accomplished. So I got a couple steps to help us with that this year. Step one, we need to make a goal that is actually something that we want and is going to benefit us. I want to suggest that you start here. Look at your teaching and your classroom. What is the single most annoying thing that you deal with every day? What is something, one thing that if you were able to fix it, it would make your life, your job, whatever, a lot easier? For me, this year when I look back, the thing that has really gotten in my way the most is my lack of focus when I'm planning or working. I've tended to sit down and flit from just one thing to another during my entire work period and, you know, not get anything accomplished. (laughs) Then, of course, I have to be, I'm, I'm just incredibly stressed out and frustrated. I look at that entire work period and I'm so frustrated because I didn't get anything done and then I end up having to take it home and doing it at home and which is just even more frustrating to me. And it's because I'm not using my time well when I'm in the classroom, when I'm in that work session. The lockdowns and all the extra work from that has really made me realize how poorly I've been using my time to get things done. Since I've realized this through, you know, self-reflection and a lot of, you know, guilt tripping myself, I know that moving into next year and especially next quarter, I want to be more focused when I'm working. So what I really want behind all that is more time with my family and less frustration with all the things on my to-do list. But to get what I want, I got to make sure that when I'm working on something, I remain focused on that one item until it's completed before I move on. Step two in all this is figuring out exactly what it looks like when we implement our goal. So here's my real life example. My goal is to remain focused when I do my work, right? Which should look like me choosing one single task to complete at a time and sticking to that task until it's completed. Sounds simple enough, but let's say, for example, I might need to work on getting my progress reports done before the end of the week because, you know, that's a real life example. So I want to really break up the progress reports into four days and each day I need to complete a set number of progress reports. On each day, I will sit down at my computer with the grades and input for those students specifically who are set for that day. And I'm only going to work on the progress reports for those students until they're all done. I'm not going to work on a student's progress report that I've assigned for another day. So I'm not going to be switching around a lot until I get this day's list done, that is. Also, I don't know about you, but I am terrible about trying to multitask. So part of my vision for what this looks like is I will not try to listen to a podcast or do other work 
while I'm working on the progress reports. Like I'm not going to make a phone call or answer phone calls or answer emails or those kinds of things. I'm not going to look at social media, my to-do list, nothing until I have completed that one task, which is, you know, doing those progress reports for all those kids that I've assigned for that day. Now that I know what I want to do and exactly what it looks like, I got to make a plan for how I'm going to make doing this as easy as possible so that I won't, you know, make excuses and just not do it. So back to my example, if I want to be focused on one task at a time, I have to be prepared when I sit down to do that specific task. So when I sit down to do my progress reports, I got to have all my materials that I need all together and ready to go. That way I won't need to get up to get something and, you know, you know me, get distracted by all the other things that I need to do. It's so easy to get up, walk across the room to go find that one piece of paper that you need. And all of a sudden I find myself cleaning that area of the classroom or the office or whatever. And then I've completely lost track of time. And then my time that I'd set aside to do my progress rewards will be completely gone. So I need to be prepared when I sit down to work. I also need to know exactly what this work session needs to accomplish. When we look at our to-do list, or at least when I look at mine, it is so full of so many things that need to be done. And I then try really hard to do it all at once, right? I do them all out of order and, and there's no real priorities. It's just it all has to be done. I keep trying to give it all the same priorities. Instead, I got to sit down with a must-do and a may-do list. I'm going to work first on the must-dos, all those tasks that I absolutely have to get done during that work session. And I'm going to work on them one at a time, not jumping around. And once I have all my must-dos done, then I can do some of the things, the extra things that, yeah, I got to get them done eventually, but they don't have to be done today. All of this is going to help me to sit down, know exactly what I need to do, be prepared to do the things on my list, and prevent me from walking around my room doing random tasks and cleaning my classroom and ending up doing an art project of some kind, even though I'm not good at art. The whole point in this is to make keeping your goal, your promise to yourself, as easy as possible. So you have to think about it as little as possible. Step four, write it down. Put your goal and your plan in your calendar, your bulletin board that's by your desk. Put it on your computer screen. Make it the background on your computer screen if you can. Just somewhere that you're going to see it every day and be reminded of the small steps that you want to take to get what you want from following your plan. Like I said, when I made my goal, I didn't make this massive, I'm going to I'm going to lose 20 pounds and, you know, enter a, you know, weightlifting competition or something like that. It's honestly something very small. It's when I sit down, I am going to focus on one task at a time. But if I do that consistently, my life in general is going to get so much easier because I might actually get something done, which would be amazing. So you want to make sure 
to help yourself with that, that you post it somewhere that you're going to see it. I know a lot of people believe in vision boards. I like them. It's fun to sit and daydream. But then when I walk away, I forget all about it. I forget all about the little things on there that I want and I it just goes completely out of my head. I personally do a whole lot better with sticking with something when I just have to follow small steps to eventually get where I want to be. On that note, if you haven't read it, I really do suggest you read its Atomic Habits. I read it last summer and it made a really big impact on the way that I did my goal setting as well as how I think about making positive changes in my life and in my classroom. So if you haven't read it, I really do. I suggest you pick it up. It, it really has been life-changing for me. So now I want to hear from you. What are your goals for the year? What plans are you making to get them done? Because, you know, everybody's got the goals. We've got to get the plan in there. I'd love it if you messaged me on Instagram. You could send me an email. Again, it's teaching struggling learners on Instagram or at gmail.com. Either one. Let me know what works best for you. I am always looking for more suggestions. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I really do appreciate your time. Leave me a comment. Send me a message. Let me know what you thought of the show. And until next time, may your coffee be strong, your break enjoyable, and your goals doable.